Hi guys and thanks for tuning in on another episode of Design and a Half. Uh, in this episode basically what we're going to talk about is a little bit about the challenges of being a creative person um, and, and the cre- of creativity in general because I think a lot of people have a misconception with regards to this in a lot of ways just because they think that creativity and creative activities are just so simple and and don't really present any challenges to the average person whereas this is not necessarily true Um, in in a lot of ways we as creatives have a lot of problems trying to be easy on ourselves just because what ends up happening most of the time is that our work gets scrutinized by a lot of people it gets sort of viewed and and the thing about design is that design has the capacity to polarize people and and to make them to make them very have have a very strong opinion about a specific subject which what ends up happening is either your design or your idea gets dismissed or it gets skewed or the perception ends up being different from what you actually intended it to be. And and that's what sort of drives us um, down. It sort of hampers our motivation. It destroys our self-reliance and, and in the long run gives us a lot of problems with depression because there's a lot of people that are fighting depression in the creative world just because of how they judge themselves and how they ended up judging themselves just because of how others judge them. So the perception usually is that if you did something, some other people come and review it and they tell you you should change this and this and that. And what ends up happening is that in our brains, we as designers and as creative people, what what we tend to do is to we tend to idealize a specific concept that we actually brought, bring into the world, we bring to fruition, and and being uh, owning that that concept and trying to to refine it further and make it more appealing and so on and basically putting it on the pedestal what ends up happening is that when that thing crashes down and it crashes down actually 70 or 80 percent of the times just because of iterative reviews and so on we our self-confidence gets a massive massive hit from this in a lot of cases i know a lot of people who maybe don't want to speak out about it but they are affected by it in, in most definitely and basically for me as for me as a designer the biggest drive to to do good is to is to also get good feedback in the end because this is something that's common for a lot of designers a lot of designers just do amazing designs because they want to be liked as people they want to be appreciated their work needs to be appreciated and that's it's not the only reason why they do it but i think it's a good it's 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 a good part of why they are doing it and and it's not about the fact that they are not mm, they're not self self-reliant and they don't have a lot of self-confidence on the contrary um we as designers and end up not having self-confidence just because what we do tends to be exposed a lot it tends to be put up for a lot of debate and and 
we get protective of the ideas that we put out into the world just because we, we, we are passionate about what we do. At least the people that I know and who I've spoken with are really passionate about what they are doing in terms of design. And that means that you sort of want your idea to be to be as perfect as possible so that there's no more people coming in and tell you uh, this and this is wrong about what you just did. Um, and, and obviously there's two schools of thought, thought for this because obviously we should not care as much about those ideas as we should care about the finished product. But actually what ends up happening is that having having worked for such a long time on a specific thing, on a specific product, you, you, you fall in love with it. Not necessarily because um, because it's yours but because you you put so much energy into it and you want to be you want it to be to be perfect or at least as close to perfection as possible and when someone comes along and they don't necessarily understand your idea and they don't understand what you're trying to convey either because you're not perfect at communicating and and actually nobody is as good as communicating as they say they are um they might tell you this, but they're actually lying because most of the people have issues with communication. That's a fact. Nobody's perfect at communicating. And that usually happens just because we as people are different. I mean, it, it differs greatly from, from uh, person to person what each of us understands. For example, my dictionary and, and my baggage of words might differ from the next person. And whenever I'm talking, he might misunderstand me and, and might think that I'm actually meaning something else when it's not the case. And, and this, this is exactly what I mean by that. Um, the, it, it's one of the biggest reasons why we, we sort of falter in a lot of ways. And you, we, we get into these dark places where we start questioning, does that, do, do, do people here actually value me? does my design actually change something for the better just because whenever you start a piece of design it starts off as something and and ends up being something completely different why just because in in a lot of companies what ends up happening is that design is no longer done just by the designers it's sort of a process that involves a lot of other people and this is okay it's not necessarily a bad thing it becomes a bad thing when when we as designers sort of let this happen uh, and, and, and we, we have this false expectation that the, the design is going to come out exactly as we had intended it. Then it becomes our problem because of our unmet expectations towards the final product. And that's what sort of drives us down and, and creates all of these mental issues for us, if you will. However, uh, what it actually means to be a designer is to always be up for scrutiny, always up for debate. And if you can't handle that, if you feel like that's too difficult for you at times, it's okay. You're human. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to demand yourself to be perfect and you don't have to demand uh, yourself to handle everything at all the times perfectly. Or, or at least okay. You're allowed to fail and you're allowed to fail uh, because you're human and because you have your own problems and because design is part of your everyday life. 
you're not just doing only design you also have other problems besides design you also have a life you need to lead you also might have a family you need to take care of you you might have kids I'm just going to tell you something which happened to me while I was working as a designer a couple of years ago. I'm not going to name the company that I was working for, but you can probably deduce it by, by context if you're looking at my CV and whatever. Um, so what happened was that a couple of years ago I was working for this company who was doing outsourcing services and it was a, a really rough period in my life just because both of my kids sort of one of them was just getting born and he, he was a newborn at that at that stage the other one was still small because there's a difference of i think one or two years between them something like this it's really small the difference is small and that made it really really difficult for both me and my wife to cope with the whole situation of having to raise two kids uh, while in a new job and especially in a new job that was doing um, outsourcing it was in an outsourcing company that was outsourcing its services for several other companies and and the problem with outsourcing companies specifically is that they are not as employee oriented as they would like you to think they are um, what why am I saying this well obviously most outsourcing companies what they tend to be doing is they sell you as a product to all sorts of clients and and basically what you're doing is they're renting you as a person to another company to work for them and and uh, at, at that particular time period i was okay with it because i didn't necessarily know the sort of extent that this would be going um where it gets difficult though was the fact that at that time period my child being so small um, he had a lot of trouble sleeping uh, this also affected us personally because we had trouble sleeping and as you might know or might not know sleep impacts your ability to handle stress your ability to self-regulate in 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 a in in a environment with other people it it also hampers your lack of sleep also hampers your ability to be to think clearly and especially to not be so, sort of jumpy and and uh, mm, i don't know angry all the time and this actually happened to me in that particular time period i, I was v very stressed because of the child about because of the pressure that it put on me it wasn't a, a, an easy time period for me and the the reason why it wasn't easy also because when i joined this company i actually left my old team not because i wanted to but because i had to and i had to just because i was sort of in a situation where no more work was coming in for me personally and i actually feared the fact that this might mean that i was going to be out of a job and in that particular time period we also had the mortgage for the house which we just bought we had a lot of issues on our head we had to renovate the house there was not enough money so the reason why i accepted this new job was just because i actually needed the extra money to be able to renovate the house and so on and so forth and the that was a very big mistake for me just because the amount of work i had to do there was was pretty high 
and the 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 support i was getting was actually almost none to be honest with the from both of my colleagues as well as the company itself they they had zero understanding for for whatever was happening i even tried to explain it at some point and i i think they as as far as i remember back then they didn't do anything about that they only sort of put me in a situation where i had to choose where whether i should be uh, sticking with the company or or leaving and and sticking with the company meant i should be actually improving my own self in the sense that i should be more careful about how i talk to people and so on there were a bunch of things that that, that went down that particular time time period that was weren't really okay for me and and i re remember that period distinctly and the worst part of it was that at some point i actually had to go see a psychiatrist because i was really not coping well with the stress that was put on my plate both from the fact that i might be losing my job a second time as well as the fact that i had my child who was struggling to sleep during the night he was very active he was always screaming it was it was difficult to both me and my wife from that point of view and and having to go through a psychologist just to be able to cope with that part was difficult for me because I, it, it was the second time that that actually happened uh, a first time that actually happened was i think back in uh 2000 2010 i think so. yeah yeah something like that that was when i first had my issues with depression it was after my grandmother had died. Uh, I also had some other older relationship problems that uh, sort of turned into a into a whole mess of itself, and and that made me actually go through a really depressive period. And I had to go and sort it out with medication. So I I taken Xanax for some time just for for that specific reason. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily this this huge depression that you might think of. It was it was mild, but it was difficult enough to affect my personal life because I was constantly having panic attacks in specific situations, and it was difficult for me to 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 work as a person. And um, that that being said. Uh, getting back to our original sort of discussion with the whole how how it balances out your life uh, it, It's difficult to balance out life as a designer more than maybe some something else maybe as a Developers and designers in a way are very much alike from that point of view because It's it's not a job for those types of people who are going nine to five it, It's really not if you're into design you're probably there because you you're passionate about it because you like either people because you like i don't know creating stuff because you're a creative person and you should be really thinking about what this means for you because in, in design having to go with both career and family is not going to plan out for you if your if if your specific goals are to build a really sp sp good career out of design um, for me right now it's really difficult to do so further just because of the family of, of being not being able to invest as much time in, in extra work in participating in extra 
extracurricular activities after work as it would have been if I didn't have a family or especially if I didn't have children. I'm not saying I regret my decision, not, not, by, not by a long shot. I think in a lot of ways uh, having, having children helped me become a better designer just because they sort of helped me understand how they think and they, they sort of reset my, my mindset from that of trying to pursue money and pursue, I know, relationships or pursue financial objectives to that of understanding people, understanding their problems, trying to figure out how stuff works more than anything else. Um, so, so from that point of view, I think it was rather fruitful from, from my point of view to have children. But I was not necessarily focused on the career side as much as I was focused on trying to find the balance between career and family. Um, this could be different from, from, from person to person. Um, I think it was a good choice looking back on it. And I would probably do it again just the same. Um, at least, at least that's what I'm thinking right now that I'm not going to lie. I still am looking to build a career in terms of design and it's something that sort of doesn't want to let me go because I'm always, uh, sort of on the lookout of becoming both better as a designer and looking for a better job in, in terms of design and, and what I want to get out of it and how I want to grow as a designer. But that doesn't say um, I, I might want to do it right now. It's, it's something that I'm trying to transition and build slowly, um, brick by brick, rather than, than, I know, having a specific time period. And I think here is, is something which a lot of, of, of the new designers are sort of making a mistake with. They expect when you get out of school that you, you actually, most of them, I think they, ex they expect to be able to become seniors in like two or three years. After that, just be managers in like two or three years more. And after that, be directors and, and do a lot of stuff because all of that sort of information that we have and we're projected upon us in terms of a career, we see from movies. It's not, and, and it's also because we compare ourselves constantly with other people and that could also be a good thing it could also be a bad thing it, it's good because it sort of keeps you real in the sense that you also always have a pitch into the game into the into this whole discussion about design but at the same time it's a bad thing because you compare yourself with other people who have a different sort of career path and trajectory and and life uh, specifications if you will uh, than you do and and it's sort of unfair to to compare yourself with others and not think about what you pers want per se or or, or should want um, and and this is what this is what is difficult for a lot of people to understand and sometimes even for me it's difficult to stop comparing myself to others because unavoidably you face other people every day and you see how they do and you think about it well if this person managed to do this and this and that why can't i do this and this and that after so much time and knowing so much stuff and 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 doing so much stuff and 
it's it's not necessarily because you don't have the same opportunities it's because you you might not have wanted it as much as the other person or the circumstances for that person were more favorable than they were for you um plus as i said before i think a lot of us just like get into this mirage of um wanting to to get into a better position quite fast just because we see other people who get into those positions really fast and and we we want to be in the same position as they are just because it we we think it's going to make us happy what i actually think it's not necessarily it's going to make us happy but i think which we, we sort of do that because we want to even the playing field because we think okay um I, I want to get there just because I want to be satisfied with the fact that I finally got to where I deserve to be in terms of mental state rather than anything else. And I think this is the reason why a lot of people try to do that. The problem is that in, in a lot of cases we also, we also sort of lie to ourselves with regards to this. And we say, well, I'm, I should be there because I'm in that mental state, but in, in terms of uh, career evolution you're not necessarily there yet you have some things to learn and, and some places to go to be able to fully develop in, into that sort of person the problem I, I, I sort of have with, with the, the current sort of state of design as it is is the fact that it's largely political it's no longer about design it's more about how you create relationships to be able to get into certain positions it's sort of about it's no longer about what you personally know as a designer but what other people think that you know as a designer it's about how you project your image to be a professional or not even though you might not necessarily be a professional there's plenty of people out there who manage to craft a, 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 a social image of themselves that paint them as these these absolute incredible professionals yet if you think about it we still have glaring problems in companies like google and apple and so on where a lot of people make mistakes which are pretty pretty beginner level mistakes in terms of ux in terms of product choice and so on obviously we don't know the whole picture there that's clear but that doesn't mean that those those mistakes aren't being made just because hiring hasn't become sort of a process where people are are actually gouged but what they know but what other people think that they know and especially they're they're being sort of uh, evaluated from the perspective of a social media package from a political point of view I need to have this and this many people of color and I just ha have to have these many Asians, this many Caucasians and so on. Instead of actually being about what that person actually knows. It's no longer about what you know as a person. It's about filling a quota just because you have to fill that quota. It's, it's, it's about uh, showing a really flawless portfolio that has been overly worked and so on when that no that doesn't necessarily have anything to show in itself and and just just think about it if an, if a company like apple and google and amazon is hiring people who just came off the 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 desks of schools 
and barely have anything to show but they are they are sort of hiring them into into mid not even junior positions mid positions just because they did two or three articles on medium and and sort of did a really in-depth case study about one specific thing we should actually be worried because that means that experience as you know it experience that people have accumulated throughout the years is starting to no longer be valuable it's no longer important for you as a designer to accumulate experience to be able to transcend your your current position it's about office politics it's about who you know who you who you probably should be uh, sort of uh, talking to in order to create a relationship that builds up into a, into a promotion and so on and so forth and i think that is really demotivating for a lot of other people who are working in the same company and it also demotivates the whole business as as and and the whole sort of um job like like the whole profession like designer it it, it becomes rather uh, something which is centered around politics and the, about things that are not necessarily meaningful to the whole conversation about design about people about problems about it becomes a rather a discussion about business objectives only business objectives and and when i say business objectives i mean aggressive profit margins it means how can you build relationships between people so they can leverage that relationship and get you what you want or for for them to get what they want from you and and i think that's a world where design no longer takes place in, in, if you think about it it's it's no longer a design world it's 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 a world where you can just as easily say it's a world that happens in conference halls in 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 the um, in in absolutely every parliament out there rather than happening in a research laboratory in a in a development building uh, a resource uh, a resource sorry a research and development lab and it's the main reason why a lot of people have started to think that design is so cool just because it's all about how things look and how how amazing they might be might be made it's and, and it's really easy to make it all about the visuals because we as people are actually very visual and express ourselves visually and that means that just about anyone can envision something put it on a blackboard and say this is a design when in fact it's not necessarily a design because it didn't follow through with a bunch of uh, information that it's still missing to be able to connect the dots and and have an actual problem prop prop or, or an actual solution proposition for a specific problem that's that's how how i feel like design is going nowadays and and this is this is the main reason why it's demotivating a lot of people and why depression is is really prevalent in a lot of people who are working in the design industry it's just one of those reasons and and, and i'm sort of telling it from my perspective because i obviously can't tell it from another person's perspective i can and i i can only show you mine um and and i can only hope it's good enough to build a case for 
trying to get back to designing and less about and, and, and trying to make it less about politics and, and less about trying to build or, or, and, and cancel people out and, and sort of take them down, but rather build them up and help more juniors because I, this is another point that I wanted to make. There's not enough juniors in this industry anymore because when you enter the design field in a way, you no longer do it as a junior. You do it straight as a mid person. And I think this is very wrong because it it sort of takes out that whole uh, two or three years that are missing for you to become a mid where you actually understand and learn a lot of new things while working on projects, obviously. And we, we need more juniors to, to have uh, and, and to educate in order to create a better design culture in the future. We need more juniors to be able to train them and to, to, to be able to help them develop in the designers they can be. We, we, this, it's, it's something that is absolutely mind-boggling to me how it's possible that nowadays for you as a junior or as an intern to be able to get a job you need to actually have experience like how the fuck is that going on who thought about that thing are you absolutely retarded I mean come on that person just came out of school how are, how are they supposed to get experience why are you doing this to them I mean Think about yourself for freak's sake if you were in his place would you would you expect someone how would you feel if if someone came to you and said okay you you just came out of school if you don't have like two or three years of internship experience in a company any company i'm not going to hire you how are you going to react just just think about it from 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 this market's perspective like in in our situation right now how are we supposed to go forward with if this this happened in absolutely any type of industry all of us would be fucked for real there'd be no hope because there would be no people coming up to replace other people going out from the same profession we'd be screwed like it's it's not okay to do this and this needs to change as fast as possible i mean we need to be able to educate the, the, the new generation of designers and companies need to have a lot less expectations from them. I mean, we know it's an investment you're making into that person, but think about it like this. One of those that are doing the, the hiring is a manager. If you as a manager uh, was in the sh were in the shoes of that, that person that's coming and knocking at your door, if someone didn't take that chance with you right at some point in your career, you wouldn't be sitting in that chair right now. Judging others based on what you think should be okay or not. And let's just not make it about the budget anymore because I think that in a lot of cases, discussion in design is more about the budget than it is about users, it's about design, about solving problems. And, and we're sorting, sort of no longer doing design, we're just trying to appease people that are the, the biggest paid people in the room. Uh, and, and just like one of the, one of the people that I love to, to hear about on, on, on his podcast, like Darren Hood. It's, he, he says this in a lot of his podcasts and I actually agree with him. It, it happens in absolutely all of the companies, even the ones that I've worked with. 
The highest person in the room usually decides what happens or not. Whereas this is, this is absolutely stupid because that person doesn't necessarily have the, the correct information and the, the amount of insight into what decisions need to be made when something gets, gets done on, on a very low level situation or, or on a production level, if you will. He has super large overview, he has strategic overview, but he doesn't have the, the, the sort of the penetration that goes up to the bedrock of the situation where, where, where stuff gets done. And he doesn't even need to do that. It's not his job. His job is to make sure the whole fucking company is running. It's not his job to tell you what the hell you should be designing for. Because if it was like that, you could be just as easily saying to him, well, obviously, dude, you're doing a shitty job at being a CEO because, well, the company is not doing that great, you know? Well, what can I say? Is it, it, would it be fair to do that? Of course. Why? Because he's coming and telling you the same thing. And whenever I hear the same discussion about, well, yeah, but I'm the one paying you. Uh, wait, what? You might be the one who's paying me, but I'm the one doing the work for you. So you can, you can pay me. It's not the, it, it, it's not the situation where you think that, oh my God, you're, you're giving me an opportunity. No, you're not. We're both in, in the same boat together. It's, it's like being in a boat, stuck in a storm, trying to get out of the storm unscathed and with the boat intact. It, every person on that ship is as important as the captain. The captain is not more important than the guy who's shoveling coal, if it was a, a steamship. He's not more important than that person. Everybody's as important in a ship and everybody's equally important and needs to do their job, which means that you don't have to interfere with whatever the crew is doing. You, you can probably tell them you need to shift more coal because there's an iceberg coming. But if you don't tell them if the, uh, the, there's an iceberg coming and you just tell them shift more coal, what, what's going to happen is people are going to say why. And you won't, if, if you're the type of person that says, well, because I'm the CEO and I said so, you're just making sure that nobody's ever going to like you and they can't get away from you fast enough. That's not how you do it. That's not how you win people over. That's not how you make people uh, play as a team. That's how you make people alienate and, and sort of go away from you. That's, that's what happens. And, and I think um, it sort of has to change in order for, for, for the whole industry to progress. And this is not, not necessarily about design only, but also in, in technology, financing, whatever you want to call it. Um, it, it the, sort of, the, the discussion sort of ended up here just because I was, <laughs> I was actually exploring a tangent. But... Get, getting back on track because I sort of lost uh, lost myself into that idea. Um, being a designer is not just about the flowers and the popcorn. It's more than that. And, and I think people that are underselling the importance of what you actually do or that are overstating how, how much work or are understating how much work you need to be doing as a designer 
I th they are making a huge mistake doing that. Uh, you're, you're going to be doing a lot of work as a designer, you're going to be staying a lot of time late. It's, it's, it's something that's going to happen for sure. Um, you're going to learn a lot about what it means to, to work over time. Just because in a lot of situations, and this, this is happening in gaming a lot, designers and developers get sort of pushed more just because in gaming the the release dates are public which means that it doesn't matter what what stuff goes down that game needs to be shipped by this period it's very rare that games get pushed back and and release dates get pushed back for games it's only when specific bugs get, come into play that are pretty game breaking and so on that, that it usually doesn't happen um, and it's sort of similar in other situations as well. Um, I, I've been in, in, in different types of companies that had different optics about this. Um, in some, for example, I've worked for in, in, in sprints and the, the sprints were largely, I think it was one week. We had one week sprints at some point, then we had two week sprints and we had like three week sprints at some point. Anyways, the point was that our, our development cycle was rather small because we're doing mobile applications. When we shifted our focus for desktop applications, that was when things got really long and stretched out. It was a whole year. Like the first company I ever worked with, they did a development cycle that was as long as a one freaking year. And that was okay because guess what? I did all of the work that was being done for that specific product. I mean, I'm obviously not the development part and so on, but I did whatever had to be done on the UI side. I did a lot of coding, uh, some, some, some coding for the skin as well. Uh, I did marketing materials. And, and when I say marketing material, I, I, I'm saying the release newsletters, uh, the new website, the the BB uh, board, um, the support website, I think. The, it, everything was done during a whole year. And I also did videos for these things. I did music in, in some situations. I mean, I, I did stuff that normally doesn't fall into the, in, into the, in, into the bag of, of, of tricks of a specific designer. Like people nowadays don't just do that. You have like four or five people to do it in, 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 a, in a normal scenario. But back then you didn't have people that could do all of that and, and still be paid for, for, a, for a small amount of money. But when I started out, I didn't actually know how to price myself. I didn't know a lot of stuff. I actually went with the flow, if you will, and, and um, basically I developed this, this sort of thirst for knowing a lot of stuff just because I wanted to be able to do a lot of stuff within uh, the companies that I've worked for. And, and that's how I actually got to learn to do video effects. I got to do sound. I got to do a uh, physical UI, for example, uh, or, or uh, GUI for, for radios back when I was working at Frontier Silicon. Uh, even, 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 uh, had some, some proposals for Spotify adapters, like Spotify worked with, with Frontier Silicon at that point, 
they had a really special relationship and and they were building uh, we were actually building uh, a, a sort of a, a platform that integrated the spotify service and it was making it easier for a lot of people for a lot of companies like bowers and wilkins and bose and so on to integrate that service into their own speakers and have sort of smart speakers and at some point spotify wanted to actually send uh, a bunch of adapters for their clients in i think it was in the netherlands or sweden Ooh, i don't know can't remember and I actually ended up doing some proposals for them in terms of how those adapters might look just for just for to sort of make a proposal and, and tell them look guys this is this is another service that we can provide you with are you interested in this um, the, the, the thing didn't get accepted it, not not necessarily because it was uh, it was bad badly designed but I think I, I don't think they managed to sell it to, to Spotify in the proper way and this is why it sort of got rejected or didn't get approved. Plus it was the, the also there was another uh, discussion about cost and, and this is exactly what I said earlier. Uh, in, in, in sort of situations like this, between having a custom molded box to build an adapter from and, and try to plug in uh, speakers and make them smart speakers and having a black box with a stamp that says Spotify on them, probably going to choose the latter just because it's cheaper. Even though probably the other one could have looked pretty awesome and I think it, it sort of enhanced the brand idea that, that Spotify had. But it was a choice, it was what they did. Um, I, I'm still pretty proud of what what came out of the whole thing and it's just one of those things that are a motivation for me to, to to work in design and to be a designer further it's not necessarily the the accolades but it's these small things that you end up doing look this is this is a product i actually helped build it's stuff like this that gives you motivation to be a designer and and when stuff like that happens it's it's super awesome and and it it sort of drives you and gives you a lot of energy to do uh to do better in in terms of design and to create more and be creative and think about a lot of ideas but whenever for example your your work is being scrutinized and whenever you put something out for review you're basically putting out a part of you that's vulnerable for other people to see and, and scrutinize and criticize and give their opinion on. So you have, uh, basically you, you sort of let others criticize you who you are as a person. Because we as, as designers identify in a lot of cases with, with all, of the, all of the things that we do because we're so, we're so, <laughs> we want them to be perfect. As much as, and as stupid as that sounds, we want them to be perfect because we strive for perfection. We strive to be perfect both as humans and as designers. And, and the products that we want to create, we want to be proud of. They, they sort of represent us. And if you criticize something that represents me as a person, in a lot of situations, will take that thing personally and and that's why 
designers get depressed a lot they have a lot of issues with self-confidence because we we expose ourselves a lot to the world and it's so easy to be um i don't know mean it's so easy to say stuff like this is crap this is who the hell designed this is bullshit and so on when it's actually not that black and white in a lot of cases anyways thanks for listening in guys um please subscribe or share if you haven't done so i would really appreciate appreciate it uh this was my second time uploading video <laughs> so uh hope you liked it hope you found it informative and um i'll talk to you next time then which should be i guess friday if i'm not mistaken that that should be it okay then guys have a wonderful evening and talk to you on friday Bye-bye.